Welcome, welcome everybody to the first episode of the Just Another Mile podcast. I'm your host, Megan Eldridge. I just wanted to take some time today to kind of introduce myself, introduce the podcast, and give you guys a bit of an idea of what to expect in upcoming episodes. I haven't exactly figured out how often I'm going to post episodes yet. I'm still adjusting to this little lull between semesters. Um, I would imagine that I'd be posting more episodes now unless once school starts again, but I digress. So the goal of the podcast, it is called Just Another Mile because my mentality that got me through a lot of training, ultra training, life in general is, you know, just go not even a mile. At the beginning, it was, let's just go a few more steps. You know, the classic, you're running, it sucks. You pick a spot in the distance. You're like, let me just run to there, and then I'll reevaluate. And slowly, you know, picking something with an eyesight turned into, well, let me run another half mile to let me run another mile until eventually it got to the point where, you know, I'd be like, well, let's just do two more miles. Let's just do three more miles. But anyways, that's kind of where the name came from. It's just the mentality I have that dragged me through a lot of training And just life stuff in general, you know, if I can just make it through one more day, one more week, I'll get to the end goal eventually. Um, I hope that I will be interviewing some interesting guests, but obviously stay tuned for that. There'll be lots of episodes where it's just me as well. Um, So I guess before I started, you know, with the podcast, I should introduce who I am because some of you will not know me in real life. Um, You might just know me from my Instagram page Someone might have recommended the podcast to you, so I figured I would just introduce myself. My name is Megan Eldridge. I am a runner, but not for that long. Um, I haven't been running for a super long time. So I ran, I did a year of cross country in high school, and I didn't automatically make varsity, so I thought, this sucks, I'm not doing this again, because that was just the great team spirit I had at the time. I was a competitive swimmer growing up, but... Running was never really something that I did regularly at all. Um, My dad has run a marathon every year for almost as long as I can remember. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but he's been a runner for most of my childhood and teen years. So I did have that growing up, but I never thought I would run a marathon. Once I got to college, I went to BYU-Hawaii before I transferred to where I am now in North Carolina Um, I found out there was going to be a half marathon in Honolulu, like right before I was supposed to leave the island. So I was like, that'd be cool to do. I want to say I've run a half marathon in Hawaii. Let me sign up. Um, My training consisted of running to and from the beach every day, which was about a mile. And one time I ran five miles and it was really hard. And that was it. That was my only training. So I really showed up to the start of that half marathon with absolutely no long runs, no training, had no idea what I was doing. I don't think I had any gels. I didn't bring food and I was out there for a really long time, but it was really fun. That was kind of my first test with distance running. Um, That was in April of 2019. I moved back to North Carolina and then proceeded not to run for several years. Um, Got pregnant, had my daughter, went through that whole fun postpartum phase. And then about like winter, I guess fall or winter of 2021, I started running again. So my daughter was a little over a year old and I just needed like a hobby. I needed something to do. I didn't feel like myself. This should sound really familiar to anyone who's had a kid before, but it was just 
it was just draining physically and mentally. I didn't feel like myself. So I was like, I'll pick up running again. And I went on my first run in my black and white Nikes that I had bought because they were cute. And my mom's Lululemon leggings and a cotton t-shirt. And my Apple Watch, which I actually really like the Apple Watch, but I don't use it anymore. Um, That first run lasted eight minutes. I went 0.8 miles and I was thrilled that I had made it that far. I still have the picture I took that day. I'm like, look, I'm running again. Um, My daughter was in the stroller. It was not a running stroller either. Um, I just had to pick somewhere very flat. And so she was all bundled up in her mittens and I went for my, my first run. That's... That's, and if I ever mention like when I started running or my first run, like that's the run I'm talking about because that's when I really became a runner. I think before that I had ran, but that was the start of me becoming a runner. So yeah, I ran for eight minutes. I was thrilled. I was like, okay, like, I'm, I'm going to practice for a few weeks. I want to be able to go a whole mile. And once I got there, pretty much all I did for a few months was run a mile every day. Here and there, I'd run like 1.4 miles or 1.6. And then eventually I was like, all right, let's do two miles. And then I spent another few months just building up and being able to run two miles. And all of this build up, this is probably from like October, September or October until December, I signed up for my first 5K. And I had no idea how it was going to go. If you're a local, it was the Mistletoe 5K. My parents had signed up. Um, My dad wore a head-to-toe elf costume, which was hilarious. But yeah, I didn't have a ton of expectations going into that 5K. And at the end of it, I was like, wow, I really ran the whole thing. I didn't walk once. I was thrilled. It went way better than I thought it would. Um, I finished in 3017, which was also way better than I thought I would. So what did I do next? You know, girl math, runner math. I signed up for a half marathon. Um, I gave myself several months to train for that, but... Even that training was, you know, it was hit or miss. I was still adjusting to running regularly while still parenting. Um, I knew that the bar was on the ground for my first half marathon. So I figured, you know, I won't have to try hard at all and I will PR. Um, Training was a lot more consistent. I used the Nike Run Club app, which had a great training program, um, But then, so this half marathon was in March of 2022. Yeah, I did that math right. It's in March of 2022. And in February, I got COVID. And I think I ran maybe 10 miles the whole month of February. So I went into this half marathon definitely not feeling the most confident. But you know what? I finished. I finished, I'd have to double check, but at least 15 minutes faster than my first half marathon. Because again, the bar was on the ground. Um, But I was so bummed that I didn't do better. And I was like, well, you know, I have to, I have to try again. I want to improve upon this. And um, (laughs) this is where things really went off the rails. Anyone listening is probably like, Megan, the math isn't mathing. Haven't you run ultras? You're already to 2022. Yeah. Um, So I, I liked hiking at the time and I liked running and I don't remember where I first saw the idea of trail running, but it was intriguing. It was probably a reel on Instagram or TikTok. And I was like, wow, trail running. I should do that. I could probably do that. So there's this mountain nearby. And if you're a local, this will make sense to you. It's Pilot Mountain. And as a hiker, 
I would not go to Pilot Mountain. I don't want views of the triad. If I'm going to hike, I want views of mountains. So in my mind, Pilot Mountain's not a real mountain. So I was like, I'll drive to Pilot Mountain. It's seven miles up and down. I've run seven miles before. How hard can this be? Well, as a trail runner, that seven miles has like 1,800 to 2,000 feet of vert, and it's extremely technical. Um, And I had never run a trail. So I loaded up my stuff, drove there, make it a mile up the mountain, and I'm like, this shit sucks. I This was a dumb idea. I'm going to turn around. I don't want to do this. I was also creeped out being in the woods alone. There were bees, and I'm really scared of bees, which is ironic. Um, maybe I didn't pick the right sport, but I see these two people running straight up the mountain, and I'm like, hey, how do you guys do this? This sucks. And I'm not normally that extroverted, but something came over me. And the guy says, well, why don't you come run with us and we'll show you. And yeah, that was, you know, pretty much the rest was history. Um, If he's listening, I doubt he is. But that guy's name is Eddie. And Eddie knows, at this point, probably every single runner in Winston-Salem. So Eddie got me through the rest of the run. We made it to the top of Pilot Mountain and back down. And he's like, you know, we do this every Sunday. Do you want to come next Sunday? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, I do. And I was the most sore I've ever been in my life after that trail run. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta practice this. This is hard. Um, so yeah, we went to Pilot Mountain just every Sunday for months on end. Eddie continued to kick my ass up and down the mountain. Um, the joke became that he's old enough to be my grandpa, which is in fact true. Um, and I met probably everyone I know through him. He would invite other people. We'd run with his friends. Eventually, we spread out to doing other state parks, and I spent that whole summer just meeting new people, running new trails. I, like I said, I wouldn't say I'm an extrovert, but I'm so glad that I branched out because that's that's what really solidified my interest in trail running. Was wow, these people are awesome. These views are incredible. Not to mention, I get to walk uphill and eat Sour Patch Kids. I'm fucking sold. Um, so he mentioned that there was this race in the fall that he was going to sign up for. And he said, you know, you should sign up for it. You've, you've really gotten pretty good at trail running. And it was a 50K. And I was like, Eddie, come on. I've never run a marathon. I've barely made it through a half marathon. A 50K, you've lost your mind. Um, so I signed up because, you know, runner math. Um, trained for it, but didn't have like a particular specific training plan. I just kind of went wherever my friends were going. Definitely had some really solid training runs. I did several, like, 10 to almost 20-mile trail runs. I definitely felt very comfortable with trail running by the time race week came around. Um, The weather, however, did not feel very comfortable, and there was a hurricane that week. So we kind of spent that whole weekend, like, is the race going to happen? Is it not going to happen? It ended up being canceled. So me and my friends were like, well, (laughs) we might as well go run it anyways, Um, the weather was safe enough for us to do this and the amazing race organizers and directors and volunteers were still in certain areas, but it wasn't, you know, we got our medals at packet pickup. So it was definitely a bit of a different intro. Um, like I said, I wasn't the best trained, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't as bad as it could be. So I got to mile 18 and there was a little like makeshift aid station that some volunteers had set up and they had hummus wraps and I was starving because I had been running for a lot longer than it would take to run 18 miles on the road. And I was like, man, that sounds really good. So I ate two 
I don't know why I didn't take one with me. I think I felt pressure to eat it there. Um, I was kind of new to the whole trail running thing. So yeah, I just ate both of them and proceeded to spend the next eight miles borderline vomiting. And, you know, it was like pregnancy sickness. It was terrible. Um, so I am just I'm struggling behind my poor friend Lisa who crushed it that day. And, you know, I made it a considerable distance past that, but eventually ended up dropping out at 26.2. That way I could say it was my first marathon. Considering I had been running for less than a year, I was like, hey, I'll take it. Not only was it my first marathon, it was my first trail marathon. Um, And it was on a pretty, pretty technical trail. Um, Again, if you're local, it was the Pilot Mountain to Hanging Rock 50K. Um, Since the race was canceled, we ran most of it within Hanging Rock State Park. Um, but I had a blast. I had so much fun that day. I was wowed at what my body could do, especially given that I felt like I hadn't trained amazing. Um, so yeah, once that race was done, I spent a few weeks recovering and then I was like, all right, well, where do I go from here? I didn't, you know, when I ran eight minutes for the first time a year prior, I didn't exactly see things going this way. Um, I worked at a running store at the time and there was a guy there who has run multiple 100 milers and is a very good very fast very experienced trail runner and he mentioned he's like you know I am gonna start coaching I was like sign me up sign me up you can be my coach that sounds amazing um to this day I like to brag that I was his first athlete um which doesn't really hold any merit but I signed up for coaching and agreed to kind of start training in January um but before I made it there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for a half marathon last minute. I feel like I didn't do the distance justice. So I signed up for the Mistletoe Half Marathon, which is the same day as the Mistletoe 5K, which was the first race I had done a year prior. Um, I did great at that half marathon. I PR'd once again. I was much better trained. Um, the The problem is that a week later, I paced my friend for her 100 mile race, which is a whole other topic and a whole other adventure. And I will do a whole episode on like, what even is pacing? How does that work? But I said I would pace her for the last 25 miles of her 100 mile race. Going into this, I was very nervous. I had never paced before. um, And it was on a technical trail. And it was in the middle of the night. And it was just that course ate us up. Like I said, whole other episode, whole other story. But I ended up going, I think, about 25 miles, um, and I was, like, not limping and in tears by the end, but, you know, close to it. I was, I was in pain. This was a week after my half marathon as well, so I rested. I was like, okay, this was, like, December 10th, and I was going to start training January 1st. I was like, okay, I have a few weeks off. Let me go ahead and take a break, see how much better I can get, um, But I couldn't run. The pain didn't really go away. Um, I couldn't go downstairs. I couldn't run more than two steps without just the shooting pain in my right knee. Um, Nothing I did seemed to really help with it. And finally, you know, my dad, who I mentioned is a runner, was like, you know, maybe you should go to PT and have, have a physical therapist look at it. And he recommended someone named Cheryl. And I had heard the name Cheryl before. Um, because she she specializes in treating runners. She also dry needles. And so my mom had only ever mentioned Cheryl because she's like, yeah, Cheryl will 
dry needle your muscles and it kills, but it really helps. And everyone I knew had been needled, it seemed like, by Cheryl. And I have a deathly fear of needles. So I show up to that first PT appointment. The first thing I say is, you're not needling me. I don't care what you do. Let's just look at everything, see how it feels. You know, I heard you have this other tool, scraping. Like, you can do that. I will not be needled. She's like, okay, like, it's, it's your first appointment. I'm not going to strap you down to the table. Um, but she, she evaled me. She checked things out. We got along great. Um, it took her about five seconds to determine that my knee issues were actually from a weakness higher up the chain. Um, so I went to several weeks of PT of just strengthening and rebuilding up some of that strength that I had lost, scraping. I never, I never did get needled. Um, she, at that point, it was never like, you know, I really feel like you need this to heal. Um, I think she just kind of made do with the limits I had set. And so it, it took several weeks. Um, like I said, I couldn't run at all in the beginning. But the next thing I knew, like, it didn't hurt to run three miles. It would only hurt if I ran four. And then a week later, you know, I could run four, but it would hurt if I ran five. And then the next week, you know, I could run five, but it would hurt if I ran six and so on. So that's when coaching took off. I signed up for my next 50K, the Grayson Highlands 50K. Um, from here on out, I won't give like a super play-by-play of ultra running, but, you know, I had a coach. I did several ultras in 2023 and was way more successful than I was the year before. I went from someone who was trail running in a road shoe, holding my phone in my hand to track my run, to someone who like actually bought trail shoes and would carry food with them on their runs. And like the the learning curve was a lot, but I, I feel like I accomplished a lot. Overcame that injury, got to be about the month before Grayson Highlands 50K in April and I was discharged. Um, So I didn't have to go to PT anymore. So I turned around and applied to work there. And now I actually work there as a physical therapy tech um, with the PT that treated me and all the techs that helped me. And I get to help other injured runners, which is very fun. So that's that's pretty much my health and running journey. Um, I guess the only thing I left out, which I think is important, is like before I decided to just go run for eight minutes at a time, the real changes I made in my life were just like, I want to start drinking more water and I want to go on more walks. It was nothing crazy. And I guess the biggest point I want to make with this podcast and with my account is all of this stuff is attainable for normal people. You know, I'm not training for 12 plus hours a week. I'm in school full time. I have a three-year-old. I have a job you kind of make do with what you can do. And some weeks that means you have to skip training sessions. And some weeks that means you're sick and you have to readjust. Um, But the most important thing to me out of all of this is that like anyone can do it. You could do it. You could drive to a random local trail and try trail running. And, you know, we all have our different niches and our different hobbies, but that's been the most cool thing for me to learn is just, wow, I really can do whatever I set my mind to. All of those motivational posters on the walls of my middle school were true. Um, so that's, that's kind of all for my story. Um, I'll probably do other episodes on like a race recap of this race and what I learned from this, especially because there was a lot that happened this year. Um, but for the last little segment, I'll do kind of a brief Q&A. Um, I had some of you guys submit questions on my Instagram account. Um, so a question I got reiterated a few different times is how do you balance everyday life? 
Um, I think the easiest way to explain it, this is how I explain it to um, other running friends, if everything in my life is like a different ball and it's just a juggling act, so let's say like drinking enough water, eating good meals, getting in all my training, spending enough time with my daughter, doing homework, having a social life, sleeping, there's all these different things. And every week there's something I just accept is not going to happen. And I normally figure this out by like Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to sleep this week. I have so much homework to do. Sleep is going to suck. So I'm going to just need lots of caffeine and I'm going to need to have lots of grace with myself because I got to get this stuff done. Other weeks I'm like, you know what? Training is not the priority this week. I want to spend more time with my daughter. I want to actually have a social life. Other weeks, I'm like, training is top priority. I got to get all these runs done. But just learning to kind of accept there's always going to be something, it's impossible to do it all, has helped me improve my mindset a lot. So instead of beating myself up for like, oh, I'm eating out today and I shouldn't be and it costs money and it's not healthy. You know, sometimes I only have 20 minutes between school and work and I need food. So I'd rather eat a meal than no meal at all because you know, of whatever reason. And just learning to kind of forgive myself and be a little bit more patient with things has helped me balance it. In terms of logistics, um, anyone who knows me in real life has heard me talk about my color-coded Google Calendar. Um, She's beautiful. She's color-coordinated. She's pastel. We love it. Um, I schedule everything. Um, Driving, sleeping, showering, me recording this podcast right now, um, running, Anything you can think of, it is scheduled. And this would not work for everyone, and I have not always been like this. I started this back in May, um, but the main reason I do it is because it helps me map out my week. It also gives my coach a very clear, like, here's what I'm doing, here's when I'm free, here are the blocks of time I have for training, and he just kind of meshes my training into that. So it helps him as well. Um, And then it also makes me feel more productive. I get to check off stupid things, like... Let's see. Today's Friday, December 8th. On Monday, December 4th, I put um, work on assignment for 15 minutes. And then I got a 15-minute break. And then I had to work on an assignment for an hour. So just kind of breaking things up into little chunks makes it more manageable. And so I normally, I call it my admin time. I have admin time once a week at the beginning of the week. And I'll just plan out the rest of my week. um, Where I'm going to be, when I'm going to train helps me see if there's going to be any scheduling issues and I have this app on my phone that helps with that as well in terms of like balancing everything else in life um I do have a budget that I stick to that kind of helps me guide which purchases I make and I have a weekly meal plan that I fill out as well that helps me know like what to buy from the grocery store and things like that um someone asked if I enjoy working in PT and why I love it. Um, I am an English major who wants to go to law school. So some people do my job because they want to go to PT school. Um, I just really like the clinic that I work at. It helped me when I was injured. It helped me get back running. And it's a really uplifting environment to be surrounded by people all day who are just dedicated to helping people heal, especially runners. Um, The PTs I work with do tend to treat mostly runners. Um, And so it's a lot of people who have been in situations similar to me and I can really empathize with what they're going through it's really really frustrating to be an injured runner 
Um, so yeah, I really like working in PT. This person also asked, who's your favorite coworker? Um, my favorite coworker is whoever has made it this far in the episode and listens. So if you listen to this, let me know and you're my favorite coworker. Um, and if multiple of you listen, then we'll do rock, paper, scissors or something. We can figure something out. That's all I have for today. It's a bit of a brief episode. I just kind of wanted to give you guys an introduction, but thank you so much for listening comment or dm if you have any questions if you want to be a guest if you have any particular topic requests that you want to hear you can do this at just another mile pod on instagram you can also follow my running instagram which is at miles with megan that's where i'll post training and running updates but yeah thank you so much for listening and i will see you guys next week